Hi everyone, you're listening to Candidly Laura, a podcast for adventure seekers and personal development junkies. Laura is a digital nomad who always tells it like she sees it. She loves talking about travel, entrepreneurship, dogs, and more. What are you up to today, Laura? Okay, so I was just um, on a walk with the dog doodles. Um, and just fed them dinner and I put my dinner in the microwave. So it's going to ding in a couple of minutes. Um, but I was just thinking about how much habits and productivity are tied together. And I know it's especially true in the entrepreneurial world when there's a lot of creators and writers talking about how to build and how to be more productive and how to make yourself better and how to um, have a growth mindset that includes the sales of your business and scaling your business, et cetera, et cetera. But I really today while I was on my walk was like, we don't talk enough in my opinion, or maybe I'm just not listening to the right people. We don't talk enough about how habits can be used just to prioritize what's most important in your life, right? Like habits don't have to be productivity items. They don't have to be drinking more water. They don't have to be sending more emails. They don't have to be um, those sorts of things. Habits can, and in my opinion, should um, be some of the first things that you start to instill when you really get clear that there are parts of your life that aren't working. And so one of the things that I know is really true for a lot of people and there are in different sort of variations of this, of people wanting to spend more time doing more of the things that they like, but they don't block it off in their calendar as a non-negotiable, right? So, you know, if you have the goal to read more, that turns into another thing on the list of things to do in a productivity way. Whereas if we started to look at every morning after I brush my teeth, I get a cup of coffee and I read for two minutes, that habit then will become 10 minutes or 12 minutes or 30 minutes. And then it's no longer living as a thing to do on the schedule of never ending things, but it turns into a way to incorporate what you love and do want to do more. And we are so fast. I was talking to this friend who wanted to really prioritize figuring out different ways to get into other social circles. And um, she was contemplating taking a job that she could do. It would have fit into her life, but it would would have completely negated what she wanted the next six months of her life to be because she could justify doing that job, working extra hard, extra long hours, but it would have meant she's going directly against what she wanted to do for the next six months. And I, it was such a hard time for me because I don't like that doesn't live in my brain in a way that makes sense because if for me, it lives very much as there are things you can do 
and things you want to do because you know that that will make you feel better. And this person wants to be way more social. And that what she was planning to do or even considering doing would go directly against what makes her feel the best. And my question to her really was, for the dollars that you would get paid to take this extra job, would that be worth what you're willing to let go of for your wellness and for what you've said is important to you? Like, why are you so quick and ready to put aside what's important to you and what you've said you're going to do? Um, And she was like, yeah, that's really good. I haven't really thought about that. And for me, that lives the same with doing the things we like in the world. We can do something, so we do, versus if I set all of my free time up in a way that is conducive to doing the things that bring me the most joy, it will mean you have to say no to some things. And I know, I know, I know, I know that that is really hard for a lot of people because you want to be helpful and you want to um, be involved in other people's lives and you want to be available. But, oh, dinner. But it, it can't come at the detriment of you feeling rested. And it can't come at the detriment of you filling up and prioritizing yourself. So I just wanted to talk about the productivity part of habits and how... It doesn't have to be any sort of like litmus test of things that you get done, but instead is setting up your day to include moments of pure adrenaline or pure bliss or pure joy or pure rest that will make you then feel better, which will make you feel more loving and more compassionate and more able to provide for yourself in the other ways. Um, and I want to be very clear. I know that this is abnormal. This is not the lives that we've spent many days learning how to live. This is not what hustle culture is telling us we have to do is we have to always be on and going. But if you just feel like a thousand times better and you can with the way that your life is set aside 20 minutes in the morning and an hour in the afternoon to reset, like the world would be so much better. (laughs) You know, like there, there would be so much more joy if, you know, even 50% of the world really figured out how to make their day into something that they left it energized and overjoyed and rested. And I think about all of these topics a lot under the 80-20 rule, which if you've spent any time with me or read some of my other stuff, it's it's really important to know that it doesn't have to be always all the time, right? There will be days where you can't rest because you have seven things to get done in the next two hours and you don't know how you're going to do it. But the majority of the time is when we want to be spending our energy to feel better so that the 20% of the time that we fall off the rails and nothing's quite working the way that we want it to, um, we're in a better spot than we are. 
I think too, um, I went to lunch with my friend Grace today and she um, was listening to a podcast, which I'll find the link and I'll link it. But one of the things that the podcast was talking about is this fitness guy who was like, you know, if we all, let's say you're 40 and you accomplished one big thing a year that you wanted to do until you were 70, when then maybe you could no longer accomplish those big things or mark those big things off your list, like big trips or marathons or starting a blog or writing your book or whatever it is. If you do one big thing a year, then that's 30 big things to be really proud of. And I don't know. I love numbers. I love thinking about things in that way is that we have to constantly push against our immediate satisfaction and see the long-term gain. And one minute of journaling or one page of a book or one minute doing a meditation makes a big difference in the long run if you do that for 80 out of the next 100 days. So don't discount the small ways that you can find more zen and create more habits in your life. That will mean a better you. <laughs> okay, that just took a lot of twists and turns, but that was what I was just thinking about on the um on this walk and I it's something I'm really passionate about with life design and with creating the world that we want. And I think it's all intertwined. Um, And I think too often we gloss over what's most important for what we think we quote unquote should do or what society says we quote unquote should do instead of following our bliss and our heart and seeking out every single moment of love and happiness and joy that we possibly can. All right. Those are my (laughs) big after walk thoughts. Um, I hope that there were a couple of things that you found helpful or resonated. As always, send me a message. Um, And we're going to keep talking about taking care of ourselves and creating the world that we love. All right. Bye, y'all.